Perigvav Mishnah Dalid Kachhi Darkashal Torah. This is the way of Torah. Pas Bemelach Tochal, eat bread with salt. Umayim Bimbisura Tishta, drink water in small measure. Valaret Tishan, and sleep on the ground. Vechaye Tsar Tichya, and live a life of deprivation. Uve Torah at Amel. But toil in Torah. Imata Osakin, if you do so, Ashrecha Vitovlach, you are praiseworthy and all is well and good with you. Tov Balam Hazer, Lach Laolam Haba. So here we have the well known famous words of the Mishnah that the way of Torah is Paspa Melach Tochal, eating bread with salt, Umayim Besura Tishta, eating small measures of water and sleeping on the ground. This Mishnah is historically been a Mishnah that many of us have a hard time understanding. Allow me to elucidate and share with you how exactly this works and start by sharing with you some of the greatest Tanoim and where they come from and how they developed the famous story of Hillel Hazaki, the Gemara Mesechas Yuma, Daf Lamed bounce recounts how Hillel Hazakin was a very great pauper. He had very little money and he only made a trapikin Every single day, a very small measure of money. So much he wanted to study that half of his day's wages he gave to the guard who stood at the entrance to the base medrash. That was the amount that needed to be given in order to enter the base medrash. The other half of the amount that he made, he went and he gave toward his family's parnasa. One day he came and he didn't even have that little bit amount, that half of a trapikin to give to the shomer, and the shomer did not allow him to enter. What did Hill do? He had such a passion, thirst for Torah. He climbed to the top of the house to the top of the base medish al piaruva on top of the skylight kideshi yishma divre elokim chayim telling he wanted to hear the words of Torah the holy truths the words of Torah from his Rebbe Shmayin Avtalion that day the Gemara accounts as Erev Shabbos and in the morning the snow piled up on top of the skylight and slowly but surely as the snow melted they began to recognize that their light was not entering the base Madrash. And they turned to the Rabbeim Shmaya Neftal and said, what's going on every single day at this hour? Already the snow melts and we're able to see from the light that enters through the skylight today what has happened. They thought maybe it's a cloudy day. They didn't know what occurred until finally they climbed up and they looked. And who did they find other than the great Hillel who was sleeping, frozen almost to death because all he wanted to do was to climb and enter the base marriage to hear the words of Shmaya and Avtalion. And to such an extent he went, he had such little money, but such an eagerness and such a desire to study, to learn, that ultimately he became who we know as Hillel Hazakin. And he literally lived and breathed almost to his death of the words of this Mishnah Al Ha'aretz Tishan he slept on the ground on top of the Arub on top of the skylight to hear Divrei Elohim Chaim the words of Karsh Baruch Hu's truthful Torah continue two generations later the great Rabbi Lazar ben Hurkinus we all are familiar from the beginning of Pirkei the Rabbi Lazar the Rabbi Lazar ben Hurkinus his life did not start out just exactly in the Home of Torah, his father Horkinus was a very, very wealthy man and he worked for his father. Eliezer worked for his father Horkinus and as he grew up, as the Pirkei de Rebelezer describes in the beginning, Rebelezer Horkinus explains that until the age of 22 he didn't learn a word of Torah, but all the days he spent plowing his father's fields and working on his farm. Finally one day he said, I'm going to go, I want to study. 
in Yerushalayim, under Rabbi Yochan ben Zaka, his father said, absolutely, positively not. And his father said, there's no way you're unable to go. He continued to want to learn and desire to learn. And Herkinus said, absolutely, positively not, until ultimately Rabbi Lazar left. And he went to Yerushalayim, he traveled, and he knew very little, almost nothing. And he struggled to learn. And he went to his Rebbe crying, Rabbi Yochan ben Zaka, and he says, I know nothing, I understand nothing. Rabbi Yochum and Zakli began teaching him Shema, the basic Tfilos, Birchas Hamazon, and from there onward, Rabbi Lazar ben Azari continued to learn with unparalleled diligence, not even stopping to eat. One day, detecting a sour odor on Rabbi Lazar's breath, Rabbi Yochum and Zaka asked him, Did you eat? Did you eat anything today? Rabbi Lazar didn't respond. And finally, Rabbi Yochum and Zaki made inquiries, which yielded the information that Rabbi Lazar ben Herkinus was lodging in one place and learning in a different place. And both parties thought that he was eating in another location. The yeshiva thought that he was eating at his lodging. The lodging thought he was eating at his yeshiva. And between the two of us, Rabbi Yochum and Zaki, and said, We lost Rabbi Lazar in the middle. He didn't eat. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zake ultimately blessed Rabbi Lazar ben Herkness and told him, just as a sour smell came forth from your mouth, so shall your name go forth as a master of Torah. As a result of the odor that emanated from his mouth because he had nothing to eat, ultimately he became the great Rabbi Lazar ben Herkness and finally Herkness understood it and recognized who he was when he came to Yerushalayim and heard his beautiful Divrei Torah. So in the world of the Tanoim, we see that Hillel emerged from Allah Aretz Tishan. Rabbi Lazar ben Herkness emerged from Pas Bemelach Tochel Mayim B'Mesura Tishna but it continues in the generation of the Amoraim. It continues in the door of the Rishonim and the Achronim until contemporary times. We're all familiar. There were two young boys who went to learn in Cheder and one day the Rebbe saw that these two youngsters weren't in Cheder, went to the house and then knocked on the door and mother said, I wasn't able to send my two youngsters to Cheder today because all they have is one shirt each. And finally this morning I recognized that their shirt was so terribly dirty and soiled I had to somehow wash it. So I'm in the middle of washing it and hanging it. I can't send them out in the freezing cold with these cold wet shirts. They're hanging. My boys are huddling together next to the warm stove. The Rebbe began to cry, was bewildered, didn't know how to respond. The mother was in tears, and the father of Yosef Akoin saw what was happening. He quickly took off his only one shirt. He put one boy in one arm of the shirt, the other youngster, the other brother in the other arm of the shirt, and buttoned the shirt on both of them, and the two of them walked to Cheder and learned together that day in one shirt that their father placed upon them. If the story continues and we followed the journey of these two youngsters, one's name was Rabbi Yehuda Leib Heller, and the other name was Yehuda. And from these two boys emerged what we know in every base medrash, every yeshiva, where we exists, Yehuda Leib authored the Ktsos HaChoshen, and Yehuda authored the famous Kuntras HaSveikos. These two boys, Pas Bemelach Tochel, Maim B'Mesura Tishta, Alaretz Tishan, from deprivation, from extreme poverty, ultimately emerged these two giants. The Taz, the classic commentary in Dalach Chalkei Shulchanarach, the Turezov, was so poor, and he had a rabbinate, and the Balabatim didn't even know how poor he was, that he didn't have enough money to buy a medication, a pain medication for a terrible toothache that he had. So that one night when the pain was so difficult, he went to the local tavern late at night and he purchased a little bit of schnapps and he bought it on credit. He had no money. 
And slowly the word came out that the Rav of the city went to the tavern in the middle of the night to buy a schnapps and he had a one kopeck credit that he needed debt that he had to pay off. The city fired him from the rabbinate. They didn't even realize how poor he was. Ultimately, he received another wonderful rabbinate and became the well-known Taz. The extreme poverty, the deprivation, the paspa melech tochal, the ma'im b'mesora tishta, the amount of dedication and love of Torah that these individuals, G'dol Yisrael, put into learning is enormous. The Shagas Aryeh, the great author of the Chuvas that we all use, had no pen and paper, didn't have an inkwell, didn't have anything to write, and he found scraps of paper to write his Chuvas, the same as Tuba, the, 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 the Chabina Rav in Siberia had nothing. How do we explain this, and where does this leave us today? The Chazanish says, if you read the Mishnah very, very carefully, the last line in the Mishnah reads as follows, and it will give us food for thought. The Mishnah says, Im ata If you do as such, you can't explain this to anybody. The Taz can't explain this. The Shagas Arya can't explain this. Rabbi Huda Leib, the Ktsos, the Kuntras Hasveikos, the Rabbi Lezabin Hurkinus, Hillel, they did this by themselves. Nobody told them that this is what you do, this is what you should do, this is what you have to do. You can't explain this Mishnah to anybody who doesn't understand it. It's difficult. This is the way of Torah. The more a person puts into Torah, the more a person takes out of Torah. The more a person toils in Torah with less gashmias, with less olam hazeh, with less pas, with less mayim, that person ultimately will be able. Now, we don't preach this and share this with the world because not everybody understands. But those who are engaged in this lifestyle, and there are many hundreds and thousands of B'nai Torah who live like this today, kahi darkashal Torah, and they flourish, they grow, they toil in Torah. They're not complaining, they're not saying that they're missing anything. They have the whole world. So the more we engage in Torah, the more we engage in Ruchnias, the more we are able to benefit, to enjoy the counter and the beauty of the Torah.